This is the eHealth Radio Network, your source for health advice on demand. And now your host, Eric Michaels. Thanks for joining us once again here on the Health Radio Network. This is your host, Eric Michaels, today on the program. Once again, we have the pleasure of visiting with Dr. Nikki Martinez, who has been working as an independent medical expert to assist the courts for the past decade. Martinez has been an adjunct professor for almost 14 years, engaging in domestic and international consulting for various individuals, groups, and organizations, as well as continues to see a small caseload of individual and couples clients through telemental health services. Her large catalog of articles for the Huffington Post and EverydayPower.com can be seen in the show notes from her work as a contributor for both publications. And today's topic is ways to improve your emotional IQ, how you can learn to understand people on a deeper level. And Dr. Martinez, great to have you back on the program. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. You're certainly more than welcome. Thanks once again for joining us. So to get right into things here today, can you start by explaining what emotional IQ is for the listeners? Yes. Um, Emotional IQ is our ability to relate and read others. Um, It's a skill of putting yourself in someone else's shoes and trying to think about how they might be feeling and saying and doing what that person needs from us in that moment. Many people struggle with emotional IQ and often ask how they can develop these skills so they can be more easily connected with others. Um, One could see how strengthening these skills could benefit them in every relationship area of their life, Um, work, school, friendships, um, really everything that we do um, in all aspects of our lives. I certainly appreciate your explanation in helping our audience understand what emotional IQ is. Now, you also note there are a number of ways that we can improve our emotional IQ. Speak to what some of those may be. Yes. Uh, one is pretty obvious, but something that we often ignore, and that's learning to listen to that voice in your head or that knot in your stomach. Um, I've often told people that you should not ignore that feeling if you have it. It's usually telling you something, and it's usually right um, keep a, keep a daily mood journal or tracker if that's what you need to pause and really ask yourself how you're feeling today. Um, and it helps you start to see patterns, um, learn what common feelings you have and how your thoughts and feelings and behaviors are connected. A lot of the time you can start to see a pattern pretty quickly if you do this. Um, if we're going back all the way to Sigmund Freud, and there's not a lot of things I agree with him about, but if we think about free association, Um, That's the act of stopping what we're doing and quietly sort of sitting with ourselves and letting our thoughts roam free. This can actually tell us a lot about what's occupying our subconscious. This can help us be more in tune with our conscious. Um, If we connect our thoughts and feelings, um, this tells us what we're really anxious and depressed about. Um, It's very rare, um, and people may think it's more common, that people don't know what's precipitating and making them depressed and anxious. I can count on my hand over the last two decades how many people had no idea what was making them depressed or anxious. I I talked about this last week with us when they came in and I said, well, what was leading up to that? What happened right before that? And somebody was like, I have no idea. Uh, It's very rare. Um, So if people would actually just sort of take a breath and sit down and think about what was I thinking about or what happened earlier today or what happened right before that, they can make those connections about how their thoughts, feelings, behaviors are connected. Um, Don't edit or judge your feelings. We are all guilty of that to some degree, but allow yourself to, to feel it. Don't, don't feel silly. Don't judge. You know, it is what it is. It's how you feel. Um, Learn to stop personalizing 
what others say and do. Um, we used to have a saying when I would do groups, um, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Um, we are all guilty of um, feeling like somebody sent a self-addressed stamped envelope to us and answering for everyone. Um, if something hits a little too close to home, that's a general statement. Um, we have to try to have a thicker skin and ignore when it is just a general statement. And if it something's really bugging us every time a topic comes up, then that's something that we should have some introspection with ourselves and ask us why that bugs us. Because um, then maybe there's some truth to it. Uh, learning to be assertive in situations that warrant it. Um, if we have a great deal of buildup of anxiety with a certain situation that makes us uncomfortable, um, it may be time to say something about it because it's always that buildup that we have over um, giving our notice or uh, ending some form of a relationship that is bringing us a great deal um, of unhappiness. It's always the buildup, the precipitation, the worrying about it is always so much worse than actually doing it. Um, learning to manage our emotions when someone upsets us um, may seem obvious, but even hearing it uh, may seem more obvious now. Uh, when somebody has that effect on us, learning to have boundaries with them becomes important. Uh, and we need to learn to um, minimize the uh, negative self-talk. We talked about this uh, in our last couple of sessions as well, how many times a day we talk negatively to ourselves. And even if, when we let that catastrophize, um, when we sort of go to the furthest end point of how things are going to go, we, we go there mostly in our head with the negative self-talk. Really some super good information right there. Thanks for that. Now, you also note there are ways individuals can learn to understand people on a deeper level. Discuss uh, some of the ways there as well. Uh, yes, uh, people who want to who wanna learn to understand people better and to uh, learn to read unspoken, uh, or sorry, people who want to learn to read people better um, need to realize that uh, body language is 97% of communication. And that's part of why... Um, they need to be able to see people. I know that we're going to uh, talk about this in a bit, but it's part of why social media communication, when you can't see people online, I know emojis do help a little bit uh, for understanding uh, people's context, but actually seeing people face to face is so important in context because body language, facial expressions um, are huge. Someone could be telling me that they are not depressed, they're feeling fine, and they could actually be having been laying in bed for a week. And I would have no way of knowing um, if that was true, if I cannot physically put my eyes on them. So understanding how important body language is, um, if somebody has their arms crossed and they're cut off, if someone is not meeting their eye gaze, um, those things and the difference in them is essential. Um, learning um, each person's unspoken messages that they're trying to convey. For example, um, if a coworker puts their headphones on when they're busy, that's a sign they don't want to be disturbed. Um, they're trying to communicate something sort of politely, and we should pick up on that unspoken signal um, as obvious from them and respect it. Um, we have to learn to put ourselves in other people's shoes. This is also known as empathy. Um, and in situations when we, this is putting ourselves in the point of view of the other person and trying to understand them. Um, this is sort of the hallmark of emotional IQ, uh, but we should pr practice doing this more often and trying to understand. If somebody's learn learning emotional IQ, this would be if somebody really does doesn't understand, they can ask a trusted person why someone's doing something. 
um, what what that was about, what did what did they mean, why did they get upset? This is when they seek to gather information. That's one of the biggest learning opportunities. Uh, people, this is a big one. Gather all the information you can before jumping to conclusions about someone or a situation. Uh, I know somebody who does a really good job about this. People often think that they're ignoring this person is ignoring them but they actually are very good about taking time away and being quiet before they react because they know that their first response wouldn't be a good response um learning to we've actually uh, talked about this before learning to attack the issue and not the person uh so stay don't going not going to immediate personal attacks and staying on topic is huge when it comes to emotional iq um this i I personally use all the time looking for the good in others. Um, we often make assumptions about others um, that they have bad intentions or that they're thinking a certain way about us. But I think in in life in general, I mean, it does take a lot of grace, but it's helped me in situations when people have done wrong to me or they're not, for example, giving the best care or they're not or they're doing something when they're not at their best. And I always just say to myself that or I tell the, the people to we never know what's going on in someone else's life. And I always give them the grace that I, I don't know that. And I just sort of give them permission in a path that we're all human. People have their entire worlds that we don't know about. And being able to give people that grace, that, that empathy, that emotional IQ has actually just helped me not have, not have grudges, not be upset and just let so many things go that I don't have to carry. And I, if more people could do that more often and realize that every one of us is human and has so many other things that are not about us going on, it would both help them develop their emotional cue and let so many things go. Really some super insight and information shared here today on this topic. We're speaking with Dr. Nikki Martinez, who has been working as an independent medical expert to assist the courts for the past decade and has also been an adjunct professor for nearly 14 years. She also engages in domestic and international consulting for various individuals, groups, and organizations and offers individual and couples consulting via telemental health services. And she's joined us here today on eHealth Radio Psychology and Relationship Channels, a part of the eHealth Radio Network. Now, continuing on, can you discuss the role social media and online or non-face-to-face -face interactions have had on understanding basic social norms. I'm sure that would be some interesting uh, feedback from you covering that today. Yes, we, we really briefly touched on it earlier, but the digital age has really made um, people feel like they can cut out some basic and common courtesies and decencies, or if it's also possible that they haven't developed many of these skills because they've always lived in this sort of digital social media age. So um, what we've reviewed here, these are skills necessary to navigate difficult and emotional situations that involve other people's thoughts and feelings and even their own. So they're telling themselves that the necessity is, they may be telling themselves that some necessities are negated in terms of situations and that couldn't be further from the truth. But it can also be true for both sides of the issue, meaning um, while one half, let's say there's a breakup, we'll use a very specific example. It can leave one half of the party um, feeling that they're getting the digital equivalent of a post-it note for a breakup if people get that reference. Um, and the party on the other end of this um, is also left feeling like they don't know how to socially or and emotionally navigate the situation and how to process this either. Uh, so it's both been 
awkwardly and hurtfully dealt with and neither person knows how to process their emotions because they have been living in this age where they don't know how to navigate process or deal with the situation if that makes sense it certainly does make sense total sense good stuff there one last question for you what would you like to remind people of in terms of some of the social skills they may have left slip or let slip due to being very online as you phrased it yes very online um I would note for people to remember that online is almost never the real world in terms of um, what people post. They're posting a, a moment of their life, and often that moment isn't even a real moment. It's just uh, everybody posing and looking good. Um, online is almost never the real world in terms of comments, behaviors, emotional status. During the pandemic, every single person let basic social skills slip. But individuals who had pre-existing issues of depression or, and or anxiety, for example, had these issues significantly exacerbated. And people who didn't have them prior, uh, most people had a, developed a certain level for a little bit. Um, we have to give ourselves and others some grace as we ease our way back into things. There's a whole new set of issues to juggle, juggle and grapple with. Um, just take, take a slightly hard look at ourselves and we would someone else and um, in our own strengths and weaknesses and, and just take a breath and, and also realize that, as I tell people, people assume people are looking at them, thinking about them, you know, talking to others about them. And honestly, they are looking through them, thinking the, the exact same things about themselves, that someone's doing that to them. They have a whole new issue of, did that person cough? Uh, is, is this was sanitized? I, they're running through their to-do list and it, it's not what they think. Everyone has a whole new set of anxieties. So just take a breath, get, give yourself and those people some grace as everyone tries to ease back in and sort of get used to this new normal. Really do appreciate the visit once again. Some really good insight here shared with us here today on today's podcast excuse me, on today's topic, which is ways to improve your emotional IQ, how you can learn to understand people on a deeper level. This has been very helpful. Tell us where the listeners can connect with you and tap into your resources. Where's the best place to do so? Uh, they can reach me at my website at drnikkimartinez.com. That's D-R-N-I-K-K-I-M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z.com. They can reach me at uh, my LinkedIn it's at the link, LinkedIn website, and it's uh, Nikki, N-I-K-K-I hyphen Martinez. Um, and they can also uh, check out any of my work at the archived links at the bottom of the show notes, as well as uh, my new project that I'm a contributor for, which I'm really excited about. Uh, and it's at uh, the website resilientstories.com, and that's also noted in the show notes. And once again, listeners refer to the show notes of this broadcast to pick up all links mentioned as well. Dr. Martinez, all the best, and thanks again for joining us here today on the Health Radio. Thank you so much. Take care. Hey, you too. Again, we've been speaking with Dr. Nikki Martinez, who has been working as an independent medical expert to assist the courts for the past decade and has also been an adjunct professor for almost 14 years. She engages in domestic and international consulting for various individuals, groups, and organizations and offers individual and couples consulting via telemental health services. And the main point of contact and information is drnickymartinez.com. And again, this has been your host, Eric Michaels, and we do thank you for your continued support of the Yelth Radio Network. Join us again soon for another episode that will help further expand your knowledge 
on those things that are important to your health and wellness. For more eHealth Radio reports, we invite you to visit our main radio channel site at healthradionetwork.com. And as always, we do thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the eHealth Radio Network. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit eHealthRadioNetwork.com.